0: So I've got a, a very distinct memory as a kid of walking into my parents' bedroom, I was about 13 years old, and telling my dad, all right, Dad, now's the time. <laughs> He's like, the time for what? i was like, the time that I'm finally going to take you down, right? We, we have this, this back and forth with a lot of wrestling in our house growing up as kids, and as a 13-year-old, I thought, you know what, now's the time. I'm finally gonna unseat my dad as the strong man in this house, and my dad is big, and my dad is strong, and he said, whenever you think you're ready, come on, and and we can do this. And so I was like, I'm ready, and we charged at each other, and a wrestling match began, and and there's three things that came out of that that match, or three things that I remember about it, and the first is that it was very, very quick. Um, It did not last too terribly long, the second is it was very painful, and the third thing that is very clear about that wrestling match is that I did not win. Um, it was not time, and I was not ready to unseat my dad as this strong man in the house, and, uh, and there's the, this little bit of him that, that sort of liked that, and we never wrestled again, right? I think that he maybe knew that I was getting closer, and he didn't want to have that moment where I beat him, so that was stopped, and, and what he doesn't know is that there's a little part of me that probably let him win. Um, I, I didn't want him to have to go through the kind of experience that would have be if I won. It was a way for me to, as a Christian uh, young kid, to honor my father, right? A way for me to, to continue to invest in him as I honored my dad. And as we open up our Bibles, we're going to see that God has a lot to say about that. So if you've got a Bible, open up to Exodus chapter 20, and, and we're going to see that the parent-kid relationship was designed by God. We're going to see that, that as we look out across creation, that there is no other relationship designed or given by God that even comes close to what happens between a mom and a dad and their kids, right? And, and God created it this way for a very specific reason. And we begin to uncover a lot of that right there in the Ten Commandments. Now, if you've been walking with us for a couple weeks, let's just sort of get ca- caught up a little bit. We, we took last Sunday off for our mission Sunday, but, but we've been walking through the Ten Commandments. God gave it to his children for a very, very specific reason. And and we just answered that question in the song that we sang. I love that last song that we sang where we sang over and over, God is for you, God is for you, God is for you. God gave us the Ten Commandments because God is for us us God loves us God cares for us and the purpose behind those 10 commandments is to draw his children close to him so we can walk deeply and intimately in a relationship with him but not just that as we walk deeply and intimately in that relationship with God now we're set apart from the world around us the people of Israel were set apart back in Exodus 20 as they followed it and you and I are set apart today as we walk with Jesus in a way that will bring the grace and the love of God to the world around around us as people see that we are different, right? So if you've got your Bible open to Exodus chapter 20, I just want you to look at the first couple of commandments just on the pages right there in your Bible, and you're going to notice something as you do, right? The first four commandments all have something in common. All of them are about our relationship with God. You've got the first commandment, which tells us to put God first in our lives and in every area of our life. You've got the second commandment that says we worship God alone. We don't worship the things or the materials of this world. We don't even worship created images that are meant to honor God, right? It's all God alone. We see that, that we're called to set aside the Sabbath and to keep it holy. And we see that we're supposed to, to live like God matters, right? Not taking his name in vain, but instead living in a way that points others to him in every single area of our life, right? It's all about that relationship with God. And starting in the fifth commandment for the next six, it sort of takes this shift. And it goes from the vertical relationship between us and God to the horizontal relationship from us and, and the people that God has placed around us. Almost like god is saying hey listen let's get this right first get your walk with me straight and squared away do what i have called you to do and live in this way and as you do now we're going to work on living in a godly way a way that honors me with the people the community the relationships with the world that are around us and here's the thing that first horizontal relationship that's addressed between us and other people is the one at home specifically with parents and their kids, right? Loving your neighbor as yourself, which is what Jesus taught us to do, starts at home with parents and with their kids. So with that in mind, let's look at Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, that fifth commandment that we've got in God's word. And the Bible says this, honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land the Lord your God has given you. Right now, all of us, no matter how old we are or how young we are, we're somebody's kid. Right? We, we all have a mother or a father. We all have someone that God has placed over us that is our guardian, that, that is raising us. And so this commandment is applicable to every single one of us. We don't age out of it. There might be different applications as we grow up, but all of us are called to honor our father and our mother. In fact, when I was a kid growing up, I was convinced that this was my dad's favorite verse. We recited it and quoted it at our home a lot, right? And I don't think that it's just him. Chelsea, my wife, I was with her dad the other day and he asked what my sermon was going to be about on Sunday. And I told him it was this verse and his reply was, oh good, I've always loved that verse. And And I think that as a dad now, I understand why, right? It's good when your kids honor you and when they're obedient and when they're respectful to you. But before we oversimplify it, And put it on a poster in our kids' rooms or or just, you know, make sure that our kids have this verse memorized. I want to make sure that we slow down and truly understand it. Because it's, it's, it's much more than making sure they eat their broccoli and clean their rooms. There is a high and holy purpose behind God's desire for kids to honor their moms and their dads, right? So regardless of our age, of our background, of our specific circumstances, or even our current family situations, and I know they're not always perfect, and and honestly, they're not even always pretty, right? But that command is still to be obeyed, right? So as we open God's Word together this morning, as we look at that fifth commandment, honor your father and your mother, each and every one of us needs to wrestle with what that looks like for us and how we can obey God's Word, right? Look, if you've still got your Bible open at the first word of, of Exodus 20, verse 12, and that first word, it jumps out. It's honor, And so we need to think about and understand what it means to honor someone, because if we miss that at the very beginning, we're not ever going to land on what God has fully called us to do. It doesn't say obey, right? A lot of times I think that sometimes moms and dads of younger kids switch it out and maybe even get get the word wrong. Obedience is certainly included, but it's not exclusive to obedience, right? To honor means to give due weight to a person's position, right? It's to give them the recognition that they deserve. For who they are, right? It means to respect them, to esteem them, to value them, to prize them, right? Our moms and dads as as gifts from God, right? We're called to respect the position that our parents hold as as the central authority figures and guardians in our lives. And and we know what it's like to respect a position, right? We respect our teachers. Why? Because they're our teachers, right? They're the ones in authority and in control over our class. We respect police officers. Why? Why? Right? Because they are the position of authority. They are the ones in charge, and we need to respond to them. We respect our bosses right? when we go to work each and every day. Even if we're, we're older, we're more experienced, maybe we're more qualified, or we think we would do a better job than the guy or the girl that is over us, we respect them because of the position that they hold as our bosses. Right? We respect umpires in Little League baseball games because they are the umpires, they're the position of authority over us in that moment. I'm talking to myself here as a little league baseball coach, right? Uh, All all of these people, regardless of the personal relationship that we have with them, regardless of our feelings or our emotions that go with it, we give these people respect because of the position that they hold in our lives. And it's the same thing with parents, right? They get respect because of the position that God has given them in our lives. right? God placed our parents there strategically, specifically for a reason. We, we didn't pick us. They, uh, sorry, we didn't pick them. They, they didn't pick us. God ordained and set this thing in motion. So as we think about honoring our parents, what we need to start with, respecting the position that God and God alone has given them in our lives. And the verse is very specific. That honor goes to father and mother. It's equal, mom and dad together, right? Neither is singled out, neither is held in a higher place for the other. It's not dad up here and mom down here or mom up here and dad down there, right? God has mom and dad together and both deserving of honor from their children, right? God chose our parents to give us life, to be the ones to bring us into the world. He gave them the position they've got. They're the first people to know us. They're the first people that that we know. And growing up, man, our parents impact us and influence us more than anyone else that we're turning to, right? As we turn from from little kids and babies into people with thoughts and feelings and emotions and preferences and motives and desires and all of these things, and that's shaped by our parents, and who they are, and what they've done. Our parents have the access, and we end up doing and looking a lot like them, right? Here's some examples. The the foods that we like, a lot of that sort of set up when we're young, and it's driven by our parents. I've probably got the only four-year-old on earth that runs around asking mom and dad for hummus, right? To eat with his vegetables. And it's not because that's a thing that little kids like to eat. It's because he's following the influence, I would say, of his mom and dad, because it goes with vegetables, it's his mom. He's following the influence of his mom in our home, right? He locks into it. The teams that they cheer for, right? It it comes down from mom and dad, right? When they're young, a a lot of times they don't even know what they're saying, what they're doing, which is why I had a a two-year-old several years ago running around in a maroon number 12 jersey um, acting like Johnny Football in our house, right? It's because... He was influenced heavily by, the, or heavily by the parents that live in the home, right? Parents have a major influence. Children are called to honor and to respond to the influence of their parents. We see it. It's a pattern. It happens whether we understand, know, or will even admit that it does. But I want you to think for a minute about why. Why did, why did God set it up this way? Why, why is, is, is there so much influence there? What is God saying in this? And, and, and I want you to think about the original context here. Right, this is in the Ten Commandments. This is is Moses up on the mountain with the glory of God coming down and shining around him. Right? God is using his finger to write into the stone these commands. And before God writes, don't steal. Before God writes, don't murder. Before God writes, don't commit adultery, God tells us to honor our father and our mother. He's placing a majorly huge priority here on the relationship between kids and parents. And I promise it is not just about cleaning the room or keeping peace. In the home. The fifth commandment, honoring your father and mother, is essential to God's plan for passing down the faith from one generation to the next. Right? God's plan is that mom and dad would know him that they would live deep in a relationship with him, that they would walk intimately with him, that they would love God above all things, above all else, and that they would know that the best possible thing that their kid could experience on earth or in eternity is a relationship with God. And knowing that, that, that that's God's plan, God's desire here is that mom and dad would teach their kids who he is. That the kids would learn from their parents about God. That they would learn how to respond to God. That they would learn how to pray to God. That they would learn that they were incredibly loved by God. That they would learn that they were created perfectly in the image of God. And that the goal of moms and dads should be to see their kids grow up completely wrapped up in the love of God. We see it all throughout the Bible. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, God's word says this. And the words that I command you today shall be on your heart, right? You shall teach them diligently to your children. Talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise, right? Our conversation, all that we say, all that we do, our motives, our drives, our priorities should be for our kids to learn about God and who God is in our homes. In Psalm 78, God says, he established a testimony in Jacob. And appointed a law in Israel to which he commanded our fathers to teach their children so that the next generation might know them. Even the children that aren't yet born would would be born and arise and grow up and tell it to their children as well so that every generation sets its hope in God. It doesn't forget the work of God, but instead keeps the commandments of God. Listen, God wants children to honor, to listen to, to obey their parents because parents are called to teach their kids about him, right? Obedience is important. That pattern of obedience that, that, that we expect as parents, that we demand as parents as our kids are growing up, helps develop this pattern so that as they get older, they're also listening to us when we talk to them about spiritual things, right? It all starts right there, and it's foundational in the homes, right? Our decisions, our lifestyle, all of it should be about knowing God more and helping our kids to do the same. Right? Sometimes it's hard right? because we live in a world that, that places such a high value on temporary things, such a high value on, on materialistic things and on stuff. And, and it's easy to get caught in this trap where we want our kids or we want our grandkids to have a certain amount of stuff or to have experiences that we never had or, or to get to do things that we didn't get to do or, or be set up for this great worldly success in life. And, and I read this quote this week that I absolutely loved. I, I've shared it before. God keeps bringing it back around us from David Platt. And and he helps us as parents to understand what God has truly called us to do and to maybe tune out some of that other stuff just a little bit. Listen to what he says. He says, Our goal in parenting is not ultimately ultimately for our kids to get a great education or to be great athletes or to find a great spouse or get a great career. Our goal is, is for our kids to love a great God, that that, That's the parent-child relationship, right? Children are to honor their parents because mom and dad are called to do everything that they can to help their kids know God. Generation to generation to generation, God has set this up to move through the family, right? Think about the original audience, the people of Israel in the desert at Mount Sinai after 400 years in Egypt, as slaves, God, God pulls them there, and, and in the commandments, he says, listen, guys, if, if you would obey your parents, right, if you would honor them, listen to them, because they're going to tell you about me. They're going to tell you about God. They're going to tell you how much I love you. They're going to tell you how I've called you as a people and separated you out and brought you to myself. They're going to tell you how I've saved them with miracle after miracle. As you listen to and honor the generation that came before you, you're going to hear about the plagues in Egypt and how I delivered you from slavery. You're going to hear about the Red Sea. You're going to hear about the cloud. You're going to hear about the fire. You're going to hear about the glory of God coming down over this mountain with the Ten Commandments. And God says when you listen to them, when you honor them, something very specific is going to happen. God says when you honor your parents, things will go well for you. Look back at verse 12. Honor your father and your mother that it will go well with you and that your days may be long in the land the Lord your God has given you. It's the only commandment that comes with a promise. And the promise is a promise of a reward. And if you've been around kids, you know that the kids respond very well to rewards, The kids are motivated by rewards, The kids will do almost anything for a reward. And if we're honest, probably a lot of us are the same way too, right? We'll respond to rewards and to things that come to us, right? The other day, our youngest was having a, a very hard time getting motivated to take a nap it is appointed nap time, and, and things were starting to deteriorate very, very quickly. And I realized that, that there's going to be a, a consequence that, that's going on here, and, and I can choose the, the punishment route. I can choose the reward route. And so I said, hey, buddy, what is it going to get for you to take a nap? Right? He doesn't realize how lucky he is that that is a set, non-negotiable part of his day. And he looked at me, and he negotiated a nap for a piece of candy, right? Once the candy came out, there's a huge smile on his face. The tears were gone. The arguing was gone. And what did he do? He laid down and he took a nap, right? And and, and I've learned as as my older kids have gotten older that rewards don't age out, right? People always respond to that kind of reward or promise. And, And right here, God has something so much better than that, so much better than something short and trivial. God says, listen, if you'll just do what I say. Your days are going to be long in the land that I am giving you. You've been in someone else's land for 400 years. You've been slaves for 400 years. You've been wandering and you have not had a home. God's saying honoring your parents is going to lead to a long and blessed life and that things will go well for you. And, and that same promise, well, it's not about the promised land for me and you, that that same promise holds true today when we order our lives and our priorities around the priorities that God has set we receive the blessings of God right not not a, a health wealth prosperity kind of gospel blessing but we receive a truly content and joy filled life knowing that we're walking with Christ and, and we see that pattern With our parents, right? When when we're in the home with them, when we honor them, things go well. When we dishonor them, things do not go well. And it holds true as we grow up, right? Honoring our parents pays off. I read a quote this week. It says this, anyone in the social sciences field has to acknowledge that study after study after study has shown that the best predictor for health as an adult, and making it through school, staying out of jail, staying off drugs, avoiding promiscuity, and whatever other pattern of social benefit is what happens in the home. The best predictor is whether you had a mom and dad who loved you and were there for you, and whether you listened to them and followed them. What what goes on in the home with parents and with their kids is a major indicator of how the rest of one's life is going to go. God says, honor your father and mother, that it will go well with you. That's the big picture, and it's because your parents are supposed to be teaching you how to know God, right? Knowing that's what God's called us to do. What what are some ways that, that we can walk that out from Scripture? And there's three applications in closing, and the first is this, is if you still live at home, A major way for you to honor your parents is to obey your parents. So young kids, students, the way that we respond to our parents is a lot of times how we're going to respond to God. The way that we respond in obedience to our earthly parents develops a pattern for how we're going to respond to our Heavenly Father. So obey their rules follow their guidelines, don't talk back, don't hide things from them, don't deceive them, don't think that you know better than them, don't, don't give them the look or the attitude, honor them and respect them for the job that God has given them to do in your life. And I promise that everything is going to be better in your home if you honor your parents by obeying. And if you're a teenager thinking I'm supposed to rebel a little bit, no, you're not right? It's not a rite of passage. Look at at this verse here, honor your parents. And and the other question that's in someone's mind this morning is this, is what if my my parents aren't followers of Jesus? If this whole thing is set up so that my parents can tell me what it means to know and to live according to the word of God, do I still need to honor them if they don't know God? And the answer is 100% yes, right? We stay in line with the word of God and we do what God's word has called us to do. I'll never forget a student in our student ministry several years ago that was invited by a friend, or a friend had a personal relationship with her when she did not know Jesus, she brought her to church, she began to share the gospel with her, and over time, this young girl gave her life to Christ. She was a high school student and and became a follower of Jesus, and she was excited to follow in baptism, to let the world know that, that God had changed her life and brought her into a relationship with him. She went home to tell her parents and ask about getting baptized, and her mom and dad said, no, you can't get baptized. Her mom and dad weren't followers of Christ. And she came back just devastated, wondering, what do I do? And and we opened up God's word with her and we said, you honor your parents and you obey them. And as you get older and move out of their house, then, then you can make that decision. But for right now, God has placed them as the authority over you. So go into your home, be obedient, be loving to mom and dad, have a great attitude. And she did. And about a year later, her mom showed up at the church and said, hey, there's a problem with my daughter. We said, what do you mean there's a problem with your daughter? And they said, well, she's being so nice. She's being obedient. She's being respectful. We're not having the problems that we used to have. We said, it's not a problem. Your daughter's trusted Jesus. And her mom understood that. And her mom, right there with us in the office, prayed to trust Christ as well. About two years later, dad came in and said, there's a problem with my wife and daughter. (laughs) We said, there's no problem. And we explained it. And the dad trusted Christ as well, because the daughter in the home as a teenager, at a time in her life where, where most people were expected to rebel and, and go do their own thing, she, she lived in a way that was honoring to her mom and dad. She obeyed her mom and dad. And God completely and radically transformed her home because of her obedience to his word. Right? We, we honor our parents by obeying them. The second way that we can honor our parents is by valuing parents right? And so as we move out of the home, we can still honor God and obey this command by valuing parents. And, and listen, that that's our own parents, but not just our own parents. That's valuing all parents. In Proverbs chapter 13, God's word says, it's wise to listen to your dad. We don't age out of that. We take the wisdom and insight that our dad has over the years and we listen and we respond to it. Proverbs 23 says, when your mom is old, appreciate her. Don't call your mom this afternoon and say, mom, you're old, so I'm going to appreciate her, right? I don't think she'd appreciate the label, but but appreciate her, right? As, As she grows up, because of all of the things that she has done for you In your life, appreciate mom and dad. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, Paul writes to Timothy, and he's instructing Timothy to take what he gives him and to spread it to all the churches right there in the New Testament. And in chapter 5, Paul says, hey, listen, take care of your family. As your parents age, take care of them. And he gives them a warning. He says, not doing that, not valuing your parents and honoring them like the Ten Commandments say and taking care of them when they are old, it it, it does two things. When it's a denial of your faith, and it makes our behavior worse than that of an unbeliever. It's very strong language. God takes seriously the honoring of our parents at every age and stage throughout our lives. And, and listen, it's not just your parents. It's all parents. So grandparents, if you're in the room, a way that you can follow God's word and be obedient to his commands this morning is this. is You can, be, you, you can honor your grandkids Parents, Do you hear that grandparents? You can honor your grandkids' parents. Your grandkids are looking to mom and dad for a lot in life. Support your kids as they raise your grandkids. Support your kids as they tell your grandkids what it means to know and to follow after Jesus. You can honor them in a major, major way. And then finally, the third application we pull from this is, is simply to be a godly parent or if God's plan is for His Word and the faith to pass down from generation to generation, we've got to be godly parents. So no matter how old you are, no matter how old your kids are, we've got to walk with... Jesus. We've got to have a deep and real understanding and love relationship with him so that we can show our kids how to do the same thing. That's why this commandment is here in the Ten Commandments. That's why it's so high on God's list of priorities in the Ten Commandments. He wants our kids to listen to us, to honor us, to respect us and obey us because he's expecting us to tell them what it means to walk with him. He wants them to learn from us how to follow after him and nothing else can even come close to that so let's make sure that we're walking with God so that we don't just tell our kids about it, but so we can show our kids how to do it. You've heard the phrase, an apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? Last night we were trick-or-treating with the kids and a, a group of friends, and, and one of my kids was, was being goofy and silly, and, and I was about to get on to him, and one of the other moms looked and said, well, you can't get on to him too hard, because that's a little Stephen Morris over there. And I realized that she was right, right? He was doing all the same things that, that I, I do and, and having a great time with it, right? Our kids, they end up like us. They're going to be like us. And, and spiritually, that's true as well, right? Our walks with Jesus... <clears throat> are going to be reproduced in our kids, right? Their walks with Christ are going to look very similar to ours as they grow up. So let's make sure that we are walking with Jesus. So as they honor us, as they listen to us and obey us, they'll be walking with him as well. Would you pray with me? And as we pray together, we just want to take a minute to, to respond to God's word, to, to, not just hear it and walk away, but, but to, to hear it and to internalize it and to think about it and then to go and do it and to live in a way that god has called us to live and so as we think think now about what we do i have just got three things i want you to pray about and the first is very simple that's exactly what the commandment says all of us my prayers we would leave here ready to honor our parents for some of us honoring our parents might might mean restoring the relationship that we've got with our parents for some of us, honoring our, our parents this command, it might mean restoring the relationship that we have with our grandkids, parents. Some of us are at an age where it means obey. Maybe honoring our parents right now is forgiving them for things that happened when we were kids, for things that happened over the years. Maybe it just simply means saying, I'm sorry. But whatever it needs to happen, right? everybody's circumstance is different. Let's be led by the Holy Spirit to do what God's called us to do to make sure that we are honoring our parents. Maybe you've lost your parents. A way to honor them is to speak highly of them and their memory. If there's bitterness in your heart towards them and you're not in a place where, where you can go back and talk to them now to get things right, maybe it's thanking God for them and letting go of that bitterness and moving forward with thanksgiving for what God has done. Let's honor our parents. And then second, let's commit to being a godly parent and a godly grandparent. Let's walk with God in such a way that that people see, that our kids see, that our grandkids see, that they notice that there's something different about us. Maybe for some of us that means our priorities need need to be reshaped a little bit in our home, in the way that we live, in the way that we act. And, And as we reshape those priorities, there's going to be questions as to why. Kids will ask why, grandkids will ask why, and that's the perfect opportunity to say, because we want to follow Jesus. And there's nothing more important than living in a relationship with him. And then finally, some of us this morning might have heard about this incredible relationship with God that parents are called to teach their kids about. And you would think this morning, I I can't teach my kids that. I can't teach anybody that because I don't have that. I'm not in a relationship with God. And if if you would say that's true of you, I I just want to invite you this morning to step into that relationship with Jesus. Right after the service, we'll have prayer partners by that cross. Some of our pastors will be down there. If you would say, you know what, I need to pray with someone about stepping into a relationship with God, meet us there. We'd love to talk with you. If you would say, there's been some stuff going on with my family, and I'm going to address it, I'm going to honor the relationships that God has placed in my life, but before I do, I want to pray with somebody about that. Man, just come and grab one of us. We would love to pray with you as you seek to do what God has called you to do as we honor our parents. God, we love you, we trust you this morning. God, we thank you for your word. And God, we are so thankful for the way that you set up our families. God, for the, the, the priority and the importance that you place on that relationship. God, help us. Help us to be obedient. Help us to honor you. God, help us to do what you've called us to do. And in doing so, God, we pray that faith in you would continue to be passed down from generation to generation in our families. God, we love you and we trust you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Do you stand as we worship together?